Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Who's ready for chapter four? Peyton's phone charges like I need a new charger. Our grandma. She needs a new charger. Because it's charging like a grandma. Uh-huh. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just saying it's a slow yeah. charger. Yeah. Okay, let's see. How many pages is this chapter? Oh, this chapter's not that bad. Okay. <gasps> oh, I think we might read two because the one after this is exciting. All right, do you remember what happened last night? No, because I fell asleep. Of course not, because you fell asleep. You fell asleep? A lot of people's parents will know what that's from. Okay, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Chapter four, the Keeper of the Keys. Boom! They knocked again. Dudley jerked awake. Where's the cannon, he said stupidly. There was a crash behind them, and Uncle Vernon came skidding into the room. He was holding a rifle in his hand. Now they knew he, they knew what he had been. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They knew what had been in a long time. The thin package he had brought with them. Who's there? He, I, he shouted. I'll warn you I'm armed. There was a pause. Then, smash! The door was hit with such force that it swung clean off its hinges with the defeating crash landing on the floor. A giant of a man was standing in the doorway. His face was almost completely hidden by a long, shaggy mane of hair and a wild, tangled beard. But you could make out his eyes glinting like black beetles under all that hair. The giant squeezed his way into the hut stooping so that his head just brushed the ceiling. He bent down, picked up the door, and fitted it easily back into the frame. The noise of the storm outside dropped a little. (sighs) It takes a minute for me to get tired of reading. He turned to look at them all. Couldn't make us a cup of tea, could you? It's not, not been an easy journey. He strode over to the sofa where Dudley sat, frozen with fear. Budge up, you great lump, said the stranger. Dudley squeaked and ran to hide behind his mother, who was crouching, terrified, behind Uncle Vernon. Behind Uncle Vernon. And here's Harry, said the giant. Harry looked up at the fierce, wild, shadowy face that he saw and the, that for beetles for eyes and, were, and was a crinkled smile. Last time I saw you, you was only a baby, said the giant. Yeah. Look a lot like your dad, but he but you've got your mom's eyes. Uncle Vernon made a funny rasping noise. I demand that you leave at once, sir, he said. You are breaking and entering. Oh, shut up, Dursley, you great prune, said the giant. He reached over the back of the sofa, jerked the gun off of Uncle Vernon's hand, and bent it into a knot as easily as if it had been made of rubber, and threw it into the corner of the room. Uncle Vernon made another funny noise, like a mouse being trotted on. Anyway, Harry, said the giant, turning his back on the Dursleys, a very happy birthday to you. Got some, got, what? Got summit for you here.
Okay, okay. I think he means something. I might have sat on it at some point, but it'll taste all right. From the inside of his pocket of his black overcoat, he pulled a slightly squished box. Harry opened it with... He pulled out of his jacket a box. Yeah. Remember, it's his birthday. Inside was a large, sticky chocolate cake with Happy Birthday, Harry, written on it with green icing. Harry looked up at the giant. He meant to say thank you, but the words got lost on the way out of his mouth, and what he said instead was, Who are you? The giant chuckled. True, I haven't introduced myself. Rubus Hagrid, keeper of the keys and grounds at Hogwarts. He held out an enormous hand and shook Harry's whole arm. What about that tea, eh? He said, rubbing his hands together. I'd, I'd not say... Oh my gosh, it's hard to talk like him because he doesn't talk well. I'd not say to your summit stronger if you got, if you got it, mind. <laughs> his eyes fell on the empty grate of the shriveled chips bag and he snorted. He bent down over the fireplace. They couldn't see what he was doing. But when he drew back, a second later, there was a roaring fire there. It filled the whole damp house with flickering light, and Harry felt the warmth wash over him as though he'd sunk into a hot bath. The giant sat back down on the sofa, which sagged under his weight, and began taking all sorts of things out of his pockets of his coat. A copper kettle, a squashy package of sausages, a poker teep, a, a, a poker, a teapot, several chipped mugs, and a bottle of some amber liquid that he took a swig of from before starting to make tea. Soon the hut was filled in, of the sound and smells of sizzling sausage. Nobody said a thing while the giant was working, but as he slid that first six fat, juicy, slightly burnt sausages from the poker, Dudley fidgeted a little. Uncle Vernon said sharply, Don't touch anything that he gives you, Dudley. The giant chuckled darkly. Your great puddin' of a son don't need any more fattening, Dursley. Don't worry. He passed the sausages to Harry, who was so hungry he had, that he had never tasted anything so wonderful, but he couldn't take his eyes off the giant. Finally, as nobody seemed ab- about to explain anything, he said, I'm sorry, but I still don't know who you are. The giant took another gulp of tea and wiped his mouth with the back of his hand. Call me Hagrid, he said. Everyone does. And like I told you, I'm the keeper of the keys at Hogwarts. Uh, You'll know about Hogwarts, of course. Um, No, Harry said. Hagrid looked shocked. Sorry, he said quickly. Sorry, barked Hagrid, turning turning to stare at the Dursleys, who shrank back into the shadows. It's them who should be sorry. I knew you weren't getting your letters, but I never thought you wouldn't even know about Hogwarts for crying out loud. Did you never wonder where your parents learned it all? All what? All what? Hagrid thundered. Now wait just one second. He had leapt to his feet. In anger, he seemed to fill the whole hut. The Dursleys were cowering against the wall. Do you mean to tell me, he growled at the Dursleys, that this boy... This boy knows nothing about, about anything? Harry thought that, his, that this was going to be a bit far. He had been to school after all, and his marks weren't bad. Marks mean grades. I know. How'd you know? Okay. I know some things, he said. I can, you know, do math and stuff. 
But Hagrid simply waved his hand and said, About our world, I mean. Your world, my world, your parents' world. What world? Hagrid looked as if he was about to explode. Dursley, he boomed. Uncle Vernon had gone very pale and whispered something that sounded like Mimble Wimble. Hagrid stared Hagrid stared at Harry. But you must know about your mom and dad, he said. I mean they're famous. You're famous. What? My my mom and dad weren't famous, were they? You don't know. You don't know. Hagrid ran his fingers through his hair, fixing Harry with a bewildered stare. You don't know what they are, he said finally. Uncle Vernon suddenly found his voice. Stop, he commanded. Stop right there, sir. I forbid you to tell the boy anything. A braver man than the Vernon Dursley would have squailed under the furious look that Hagrid was now giving him. When Hagrid spoke, his very syllable trembled with, oh, every syllable trembled with rage. You never told him? Never told him what the letter about the letter that Dumbledore left for him? I was there. I saw Dumbledore leave it, Dursley, and you've kept it from him all these years? Kept what from me? Harry said eagerly. Stop, I forbid you, yelled Uncle Vernon in panic. Aunt Petunia gave a gasp of horror. Ah, go boil your heads, both of you, Hagrid said. Harry, you're a wizard. There was a silence inside the hut. Only the sea and the whistling wind could be heard. I'm a what? Harry gasped. A wizard, of course, Hagrid said, sitting back down on the sofa, which groaned and sank even lower. And a thumping good un good'un, I'd say. Once you've been trained up a bit, with a mum like and a dad like yours, what else could you be? And I reckon it's about time that you read your letter. Harry stretched out his hand at last to take that yellowish envelope addressed in emerald green to Mr. H. Potter, the floor, (laughs) hut on the rock, the sea. He pulled out the letter to read. It's like they always know where he is, huh? Yeah. Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Headmaster, Albus Dumbledore. Order of Merlin, First Class, Grand Sorcery, Chief Warlock, Supreme Mugwump, International Confederate of Wizards. Dear Mr. Potter, we are pleased to inform you that you have been accepted at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Please find enclosed a list of all necessary books and equipment. Term begins September 1st. We await your owl by no later than July 31st. Sincerely, yours sincerely, Minerva McGonagall. Deputy Headmistress. Questions exploded inside of Harry's head like fireworks that he couldn't decide which to ask first. After a few minutes, he stammered, What does it mean by they'll wait my owl? Galloping Gorgons, that reminds me, said Hagrid, clapping his hands to his forehead with enough force to knock over a cart horse. And apart from yet another pocket inside of his coat, he pulled out an owl, a real live ruffled feathered owl long a long quill at the roll of parchment which with his tongue between his teeth and scribbled a note that harry could read upside down dear professor dumbledore given harry his letter taking him to buy his things tomorrow weather's horrible hope you're well hagrid hagrid rolled up the note and gave it to the owl which clamped in its beak went to the door and threw the owl out into the storm Then he came back and sat down as though it was as normal as talking on the phone. Harry 
Harry realized his mouth was open and closed it quickly. Where was I? Where was I? Hagrid said. But at that moment, Uncle Vernon was ashen-faced but looking very angry, moved into the firelight. He's not going, he said. Hagrid grunted. I'd like to see you, great muggle, try and stop him, he said. A what? Harry said, confused. Or interested. Harry said, interested. A muggle, Hagrid said. It's what you would call non, non-magic folk like them. It ain't your bad luck that you grew up in a family of old, the old biggest muggles I ever laid eyes on. We swore that we took him in. When we took him in, we'd put a stop to all this rubbish, said Uncle Vernon. We swore that we'd stamp it out of him. Wizard indeed. You knew, Harry said. You knew I'm a wizard? Knew, shrieked Petunia suddenly. Knew, of course we knew. How could you not be? My dreaded sister, being the way she was. Oh, she got, oh, she got a letter just like that and disappeared off like that too, that school, and came home every vacation with her pockets full of frog spawn, turning teacups into rats. The only one I, I was the only one who saw her for what she was, a freak. But for, but for my mother and father, oh no, it was Lily this and Lily that, and they were so proud of having a witch in the family. She stopped to draw a deep breath and then went on ranting. It seemed that she had been waiting a long time to say this. When she met that, when she, what? Oh, then she met that potter at school and they left and got married and had you. And of course, I knew they'd be just the same, just as strange, just as abnormal. And then if you please, she went on and got herself blown up and got, and then we got landed with you. Harry had gone very white. As soon as, he, as soon as he found his voice, he said, blown up? You told me that she died in a crash. A car crash, Hagrid Ward, jumping around so angry that the Dursleys scuttled back into their corner. How could a car crash kill Lily and James Potter? It's an outrageous scandal. Harry Potter, not knowing his own story, like every, when every kid in his world knows his name. But why? What happened? Harry asked urgently. The anger faded from Hagrid's face and he looked suddenly anxious. I never expected this, he said in a low, worried voice. I had no idea when Dumbledore told me that they might be, be trouble getting a hold of you. How much he did, how much I didn't, how much you didn't know. And Harry, I don't know if I'm the right person to tell you, but someone's gotta. Yet, yeah, I can't, uh, you can't go off to Hogwarts not knowing. He threw a dirty look at the Dursleys. Well, it's best you know as much as you can, yeah. Mind, I can't tell you everything. It's a great mystery part of it. He sat down, stared into the fire for a few seconds, and then said, It begins, I suppose, with a person called... But it's incredible, yeah, I don't know his name. Everyone in the world calls him... Who? Well, I don't like saying his name, if I can help it. No one does. Why? Gullop and gargoyles, Harry. People are still scared. Blimey, this is difficult. See, there was this wizard who went bad. And as bad as you can go. Worse. Worse than worse. His name was... Hagrid gulped, but no words came out. Could you write it down, Harry suggested? No, I can't spell. All right, well, Voldemort, Hagrid said and shuddered. Don't make me say it again. Anyways, this... This wizard, about 20 years ago now, started feeling, started looking for fellows. 
got him too. Some were afraid and just wanted a bit of his power because he was getting himself power all right. Dark days, Harry. Didn't know who to trust. Didn't know who didn't dare get friendly with strange wizards or witches. Terrible things happened. He was taken over. Of course, some stood up to him and and he killed him horribly. The the only safe place was left was Hogwarts. Reckon Dumbledore is the only one who who you know who was afraid of. Didn't dare take in the school. Not just then, anyways. Now your mom and dad, they were as good good a witch and wizard as anyone ever knew. Head boy had uh wait, head boy and girl at Hogwarts in their day. Suppose the mystery is why you know who never tried to get him on the outside before. Probably knew that they were too close to Dumbledore to even want anything to do with the dark side. Maybe he thought that he could persuade him. Maybe he just wanted to get him out of the way. All anyone knows is that, is that he turned up on the vi- in the village where your parents were living on Halloween ten years ago. You were just a year old. He came to your house and, and suddenly, uh, Hagrid suddenly pulled out a very dirty spotted handkerchief and blew his nose with a sound like a foghorn. Sorry, he said, but it's that sad. Your mom and dad's a nicer, the nicest people that you could find. Anyways, you know who killed him. And then, and this is a real mystery of the thing. He tried to kill you too. He wanted to make a clean job of it, I suppose, or maybe he just killed, liked killing by then, but he couldn't do it. Never wondered how you ever wonder, never wondered how you got that mark on your forehead. That was no ordinary cut. That's what you get when a powerful evil curse touches you and took care of your mom and dad and your house even too. But it didn't work on you. And that's why you're famous, Harry. No one ever lived after he, after he decided to kill him. No one except you. And he'd killed some of the best witches and wizards of, of the age. The McKinnons, the Bones, the Bruits, and you was the only baby and you lived. Something very painful on Harry's was going on in Harry's mind. As Hagrid's story became, became, came to a close, he saw again the blinding flash of green light more clearly than he had ever remembered it before. And then he remembered something else for the first time in his life. A high, cold, cruel laugh. Hagrid was watching him sadly. Took you from the ruins of your house on Dumbledore's orders, but brought you, brought you to this lot. Load of, whoa, this is, oh my gosh, it's hard to talk like him, you guys. Load of old tosh, said Uncle Vernon. Harry jumped. He had almost forgotten that the Dursleys were still there. Uncle Vernon certainly seemed to be having his courage back. He was glaring at Hagrid and his fists were clenched. Now you listen here, boy, he snarled. I accept that there's something strange about you. Probably nothing. A good beating wouldn't have cured. And as for all this time, all this about your parents, well, they were weirdos. No denying it. And the world's better off without them, in my opinion. Asked for all they got. Getting all mixed up with those wizard types. Just what I expected. I always knew they'd become stick. They'd come to a sticky end. But that moment, Hagrid leapt from the sofa and drew a battered pink umbrella from the side of his coat, pointing the end at Uncle Vernon like a sword. He and he said, "I'm warning you, Dursley. I'm warning you. One more word. In danger of being speared at the end of the umbrella by a giant bearded man, Uncle Vernon." 
courage failed and he flattened himself against the wall and fell silent. That's better, Hagrid said, breathing heavily and sitting back on the sofa, which this time had sagged right down to the floor. Meanwhile, Harry had still a lot of questions to ask, hundreds of them. But what happened to Uncle... What I mean, what happened to Uncle? What happened to Volt? I'm sorry. I mean, you know who. Good question, Harry. Disappeared. Vanished. Same night that he tried to kill you. Makes you even more famous. That's the biggest mystery, see? He was getting more and more powerful. Why did he go? Some say he died. Cod's swallow, in my opinion. I don't know if he had enough human left in him to die. Some say he's still out there. Bidding his time, like, but I don't know... I don't know what I believe. People who was on his side just came back to to ours. Some of them kind of came, some of them came out of their trances. Do, done reckon I could see I've done, I, oh my gosh. Done reckon they could have done if he was coming back. Most of the reckon he, most of us reckon that he's still out there somewhere but lost his powers. Too weak to carry on. Because something about you finished him, Harry. There was something going on that night that he hadn't counted on. I don't know what it was. No one does. But something about you stumped him all right. Hagrid looked at Harry with the warmest and respect blazing in his eyes. But Harry had, instead of feeling pleased and proud, felt quite sure that there had been a horrible mistake. A wizard? Him? How could he possibly be? He'd spent his whole life being clouded by the deadly by Dudley and bullied by Aunt Petunia and Uncle Vernon. If he was really a wizard, why hadn't they been turned into warty toads every time that they'd try to lock him in the cupboard? Uh, he mm-hmm. has to learn. If he'd once defeated the great sorcerer, greatest sorcerer in the world, how come the Dudleys had always been able to kick him around like a football? Aw. Hagrid, he said quietly, I think you must have made a mistake. I don't think I can be a wizard. To his surprise, Hagrid chuckled. Not a wizard, huh? Never made things happen when you were scared or angry? Harry looked and looked into the fire. Now he came to think about it. The very odd thing that had ever made his aunt and uncle furious with him had happened. He had been so upset or angry. Chased by the Dursley's gang, he had somehow found himself out of their reach. Dreading going to school with that ridiculous haircut, he managed to grow it back. And then that very last time that Dudley had hit him, he hadn't he got his revenge without even realizing what he was doing? Hadn't he set the bow constrictor on him? Harry looked back at Hagrid, smiling, and saw that Hagrid had positively been beaming at him. See, Hagrid said, Harry Potter, not a wizard. You wait, you'll be, you'll be right famous at Hogwarts. But Uncle Vernon wasn't going to give in without a fight. Haven't I told you he's not going, he hissed. He's going to Stonewall High and he'll be grateful for it. I've read those letters and he needs all of the, all sorts of rubbish, spell books and wands. And if he wants to go, a a great muggle like you won't stop him, growled Hagrid. Stop Lily and James Porter's son from going to Hogwarts. You're mad. His name's been down ever since he was born. He's off to the first he's off to the finest school of witchcraft and wizardry in the world. Seven years there and he won't know himself. He'll be with he'll be with youngsters of his own sort and for a change and for his, uh, youngsters of his own sort for a change and he'll be under the greatest headmaster Hogwarts ever had.
Albus Dumbledore. I'm not paying for some crackpot old fool to teach him magic tricks, yelled Uncle Vernon. But he had finally gone too far. Hagrid seized his umbrella and whirled it around his head. Never, he thundered in insults about Albus Dumbledore in front of me. He brought the umbrella and swished it down through the air to point at Dudley. There was a flash of violet light and just like a sound of a firecracker, a sharp squeal and the second next in the next second Dudley was dancing on the spot with his hands clasped over his fat bottom howling in pain when he turned his back on them Harry saw a curly pigtail poking through the hole of his trousers he gave his fat little son a pigtail <laughs> uncle vernon roared pulling Aunt Petunia and Dudley into the other room he cast one of those terrified looks at Hagrid and slammed the door behind them Hagrid looked down at his umbrella and stroked his beard. Shouldn't have lost my temp- me temper, he said ruefully, but it didn't work anyways. Meant to turn him into a pig, but I suppose it was so much like a pig anyways, it doesn't, there wasn't much left to do. Wow. <laughs> he wow. cast a sideways look at Harry underneath his bushy brows. Be grateful if you didn't mention that to anyone at Hogwarts. He always like tell don't tell anybody I gave a kid a pigtail. I'm uh, I'm not supposed to do magic strictly speaking. I was only allowed to do it to do a bit to follow you and to get your letters to you and stuff. And one of the reasons I was so keen on taking the job. Why aren't you supposed to do magic? Harry asked. Ah well, I was Hagrid. I was at Hogwarts myself, but I uh, got expelled. To tell you the truth, in my third year, they snapped my wand in half and everything. But Dumbledore let me stay as a gamekeeper. Great man, Dumbledore. Why were you expelled? Uh, it's getting late and I've got lots of things to do tomorrow, Hagrid said. Gotta get up to town and get all your books and all that. He took off his thick black coat and threw it on Harry. You can keep, you can keep under that, he said. Don't mind if it gets wrinkled a bit. I think I still got a couple of... Dormus on that old pocket. Oh my gosh, he gets to go. Yeah. What would you do if that happened to you? Mm. What would you do if I came in on your 11th birthday and I said, Peyton, I have something to tell you. And I told you you're a, a witch. I'd yell at you. I'd be like, you never told me? Yeah. But what if I said, it's the rule, you can't tell? I'd be like, still. And I'd be secret? like, and guess what? Trinity and Brooklyn and Kyla are witches too. And they're finding out tonight also. Would you just freak out and be like, oh my god! No. Yes, you would. You'd be so excited. I would not. Yes, you would. And so would I if I was 11 years old and somebody I'd be, came in. I'd, I'd be like, <sighs> because I'm introverted. I, I just want to stay home. Yeah, you could find a best friend. I like yeah, Hermione, I, I, what would you do if, okay, let's see, really, real story. I came in and I said, I have something to tell you. I told you that you didn't believe me. And then I just made all this magic stuff happen in your room. I'd be like, no, I wouldn't really care. <laughs> You're just trying to act cool for the podcast. And you know what? I, Every time I look at your fish, I think it's dead. Why do betas always do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they like lay like they're dead always. Look at him. He looks like a side. They kind of look like eels. All right, all right. He's never done that, though. Well, you know why? Because we used to have plants in there, and we took them out so that we can move it to the... I need to move it to the shop. Anyways, all right.